0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Fake It. I'm curious, have you ever heard of the phrase or myth, it takes 21 days to build a habit? You probably have. I feel like it's a pretty common myth, but I didn't realize it was inaccurate until like, I don't know, three or four years ago. And I've been kind of going by this rule my whole life. And that might be a good example of... (laughs) my life in general it does not take 21 days to build a habit and that's what i want to talk to you about because i think that since i've used this as a manipulation tactic to trick myself into doing the habit and or getting rid of a habit i've gone through the pros and cons of if this shit actually works or not and no it doesn't like we we've discovered well okay so here's the thing that myth originated from a surgeon in the 1950s named Maxwell Maltz. And he took note, he took observation of a pattern that he saw in his patients. Like he observed that after he performed an operation such as like a nose job or even like a leg amputation, it took patients about 21 days on average to get used to seeing their new face. So Maxwell ended up writing a book called Psycho-Cybernetics which in the 1950s sold more than 30 million copies worldwide. And um, thus, that's why society kind of became obsessed with thinking that 21 days is an accurate time to build a habit. No. Yeah, that's just that's just not accurate. So there's an author named James Clear you might have heard of. He's the author of the New York Times bestseller, um, Atomic Habits. And on his website, he shares a study that I wanted to read to you. Philippa Lally is a health psychology researcher at the University College London. In a study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, Lally and her research team decided to see just how... long it actually takes to form a habit. The study examined the habits of 96 people over a 12-week period. Each person chose one new habit for the 12 weeks and reported each day on whether or not they did the behavior and how automatic the behavior felt. Some people chose simple habits such as drinking a bottle of water with lunch. Others chose more difficult tasks like running for 15 minutes before dinner. At the end of the 12 weeks, the researchers analyzed the data to determine how long it took each person to go from starting a new behavior to automatically doing it? The answer, on average, it takes more than two months before a new behavior becomes automatic. 66 days to be exact. And how long it takes to build a new habit to form can vary widely depending on the behavior, the person, and the circumstances. In Lali's study, it took anywhere from 18 days to 254 days for people to form a new habit. I'm assuming the research on James Clear's website is like fairly recent so that obviously immediately proves Maxwell's claim is immediately false and I think we kind of all know that like it's not like in 21 days you're gonna be a completely new person like you're gonna be a superhero in 21 days no that's just not really the way that habits work that's not the way that human psychology works um maybe that is the way that I mean I I don't know I don't know what Maxwell was thinking maybe he was just like slightly changing faces Changing faces reminds me of trading spaces. Did anyone watch that growing up? All right. So yeah, the 21 days thing, that's just false. But, but I still like it. Like I do. And I still live by it because I think it's kind of ingrained in me since I believed it for so long, like years and years. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know who told me this, maybe a coach or something growing up. So when I apply this phrase, it takes 21 days to build a habit, when I apply that to my life, I don't really take it too seriously anymore. But what I do is I use it as like a form of commitment. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because we are, wait, what, what's today? What's today? I'm happy Sunday as per usual. I like to record this on Sundays. And so let's see. So we are 14, 15. We are 15 days away from Christmas and we are 21, 22 days away from the new year. Whoa, I cannot believe how fast this year has gone. I swear. I mean, I think we all have experienced this, but it is true. The older you get, the quicker time goes. It's just time is the most valuable thing ever. So I figured with 22 days until the new year. Um, And you guys, when you guys get this, I guess you'll have 19 days until the new year. Can I do math? No, Um, 19 days until the new year. So that will give you a chance to kind of decide in the next week if this is something that you want to apply to yourself within the new year or not. Um, I was gonna do something completely different for today, but given the time, given the time, like given we only have three weeks Until the new year, some shit's gotta change. At least on my end, some shit's gotta change. And all we've been talking about so far is like habits and how to be the best version of you. And like, that is the core of this podcast. I figured why not make one episode about the introduction into habits and habit forming? Because I want to commit myself to something new in the new year and or get rid of something new in the new year. And what I'm gonna do is a way that I build new habits for myself is i like to start on january 1st you can go ahead and make fun of me all you want but new year new me (laughs) i've actually kind of always felt embarrassed because i felt like because i've always felt like i relate to the new year new me bitches but i've always been scared and like embarrassed to say no i actually i New Year, new me which means like at the beginning of the year i'm a new bitch i'm leaving this person In this year, in 2023, and we're going to restart as we do every year, January 1st, 2024. That's just kind of the way that I roll. I don't know. I know that people like call that bullshit because it's like you can restart any day. But I'm a Virgo moon. And I think that that means I just like for things to be very like precise and what better way to start new habits than January 1st? Back it up a little bit. I also think that to use this 21 day rule that is false, we're not gonna like actually apply it. We're just going to use it as like a form of commitment. Since we have three weeks into the new year, this gives you an opportunity to kind of take a week or so to decide what new habit do you want to take into the new year? And let's practice it for a commitment of 21 days until the new year and decide if that's actually gonna be something that you roll over into the new year or not. Because also I think that new year's resolutions can just kind of set you up for failure because you don't know if you're good at it or not. Like if you, if you, I mean, this is the most basic thing to say, but like, let's say you wanna start going to the gym January 1st, not not me, That's that's never me. I'm not very good at the gym. I tried, but that's not me. Well, let's say by January 9th, you're like, fuck this I, I need it I can't do this right well that's where the 21 day myth habit comes into play commitment because it's a commitment before the commitment that's how I see it it's like you're not going to have this new habit done in 21 days but you're going to commit yourself to it hard fucking core for 21 days and then you're going to see at the end of 21 days if this habit worked for you or not okay so what I'm going to do is I'm going to unfortunately give up hot Cheetos. So that means today and tomorrow are my last two days. Oh, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Are my last two days to eat hot Cheetos until 2025. And see, this is something I also do for like like really bad habits I have. Like I gave up nicotine doing like a 21 day commitment. I was like, okay, I'm only gonna give up the vape for 21 fucking days. And also I will say, Like, there's always room for wiggle. There is, because you can't shame yourself. Again, shame's a killer. That's just what we don't allow here. You have 21 days until the new year. Let's say you want to stop smoking January 1st. Well, let's take the next 21 days to wean off the vape. Like, wean off of it. Can you do it? I bet you fucking can. That's what I did last year. So that was what I gave up this year, is the vape. And I have not had it once. I can't even believe I haven't had it once. It's honestly so crazy, because I was hella addicted as we all are Um, but it just never did me good like these bad habits they just don't do you good and you know that they don't do you good you know what I mean so it's like for me hot Cheetos hot Cheetos and IBS no hot Cheetos and my stomach lining I know better than that but what have I been doing the past week wow I'm saying this (laughs) I'm saying this with shame in my voice oh god I gotta I gotta chill I gotta chill no shame welcome here I've eaten like five bags of hot cheetos like the big ones in like a month a moment of silence i can't stop eating hot cheetos like i'm fucking addicted to hot fucking cheetos so i have to stop because i've also been hospitalized for eating too many hot cheetos so i know where this can go if i don't take control of it now and you probably have a habit like that too right maybe maybe not um if you do that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna start you're going to start with identification of the habit. So it's like this 21 days is a trial run into your best self. Like this 21 day commitment period, I literally probably only use it at the end of the year going into the new year because of the whole new year, new me bitch type of routine person that I am. Another way that I've used this habit is to give up meat. And on January 1st, I'll be celebrating seven years, which sounds insane, but it's literally just tricking your brain into thinking that you're only going to do this for 21 days. And then at the end of the 21 days, either you feel weaker or you feel better about the habit and you do it for another 21 days and then another 21 days. And then if you're strong enough, you can just say, okay, fuck this. I'm done hardcore. Like I'm the type of person that kind of has to quit things cold Turkey. So a habit I'm losing is eating extra hot Cheetos all the fucking time. I don't want to take that in 2024, but a habit I'm gaining is journaling every single day. So I'm going to start journaling starting today or tomorrow, every single fucking day. And then on January 1st or 2nd, I'm going to say, okay, is this something that I want to take into the new year like is this something that I actually think that I can do because in my intuition it's something that I feel like I need to do so I would advise you right now and actually I want to get out a book Um, I've mentioned this author before Jen Sensoro she's the author of the you are a badass books she has a book called you are a badass you are a badass at habits and I wanted to read a few things from the introduction of this book which um, has like hot cheeto juice (laughs) dust all over it from another time that I read it in like 2021. Let's see. So Jen says, so I'm kind of using like, I want to kind of implore you to, is that the right word? I kind of want to implore, I kind of want to like put this idea in your brain of losing a habit before the new year and starting a new habit before the new year, because we're all trying to be better versions of ourselves and who we are is what we do. Right? Okay. So this author, Jen Sensereau, who is just fucking incredible, says in her book, You're a Badass at Habits. In the introduction, she says, the goal here is to have an interactive experience. I want you to hit the ground running and start becoming the person you're excited to become while you're reading this book or while you're listening to this podcast. Instead of just becoming someone who now has a lot more information about what habits are, she says please get a new notebook and dedicate it exclusively to the work that we're about to do and start cultivating your new habit with a clean slate focusing on the exciting news that life awaits you as opposed to letting failures you've experienced in the past cloud your confidence who you desire to become is not only available to you but you are meant to become this upgraded version of yourself otherwise you wouldn't have the desire in the first place and you sure as hell wouldn't be bothering with this book or with this podcast. In every moment, you have the profound ability to make choices that will completely change your habits and your reality, either right away or over time. Making powerful, life-altering choices is simply a habit, a habit that you've already started mastering. And there's another author. You've probably heard of her. Her name is Liz Gilbert, and she has a book called Big Magic. And in Big Magic, she also discusses the idea of ideas. If the idea comes to you that's almost instinctual like hold on to it grasp it jen is kind of saying the same thing here she's like okay if you have this idea of who you want to become or if there's something nudging you on the inside subconsciously that's just like there's you know that you need to make this change that idea is coming to you for a reason so take action on it or else it's either going to keep bothering you or it's going to go away completely and you're not going to act on it and you're either going to just and then maybe you don't become that the person that you always wanted to become so it's important to take action on your thoughts um but not not all the time (laughs) especially not if you're like super depressed which I was this past week can we actually pause real quick I was so fucking depressed this week you guys which ended up being my um cycle which has actually gotten a lot more extreme the older I get I mean not extreme I use extreme words but like um like before I have an IUD and before I as we know before I would never get symptoms of like any period symptoms like no cramping no bloating no mood changes anything and like the past year I don't know if this is just because I'm like single and more aware of my life but I'm definitely more emotional right before my period and this whole past week I tried to blame it on depression but I couldn't figure out what the fuck I was depressed about I just couldn't I just like felt like I couldn't do anything. So I also want to give room for what I'm about to say because I understand that taking action on these habits and obligating yourself to something no matter what. Well, if you're depressed, you kind of have to have room for depressed days and you kind of have to acknowledge those depressed days as a part of your being too and not be upset with yourself For not doing the habits or the routines or the rituals that you need to do on the depressed days. If you have depressed days, you have depressed days, you get it. Those days are X's on the calendar. And I've also just only really recently realized how important it is to um, have depressed days if you are a depressed person, because if not, it just the energy just goes into your body and or your body starts breaking down. I love that Jen says that in the beginning of this book in her introduction to the you are badass at habits because um I would love for this to be slightly interactive, to not too interactive. Like I don't want this to fucking be homework. But at this point, I think you might um if you've been following along, um I've been saying to like open up your notes app in your phone and write this down. Open up your notes app. Open up your notes app. Well, at this point, I'm just going to go ahead and say, go ahead and make a folder in your notes app in your phone um, titled fake it. In the first episode, I was like, you know, see who just says fake it till you make it and just like take note of that. And then I've also said maybe, hmm, I think I've said like take note of who you want to be and really start writing that down. Oh, and also, of course, take note of your energy. Like we said in the Energy Vampires episode, the people that you have around you have a lot to do with who you are. And Jen also says that a lot in this book, like your environment really fucking affects the person you're becoming and or want to become. And I think that this actually can help the depressed people too. <laughs> um, I'm one of those people. I've had. I come from a line of depressed family members. Just being, yeah. So I'm I'm depressed. I'm just being real here. But Jen goes on to say that habits. Are no brainers. They're a routine, tendency, or behavior, knee jerkery, (laughs) beliefs, thoughts, and actions that one repeats on autopilot. It's like we are creating these routines so that they can be on autopilot when we don't feel like we can do much else. And Jen goes on to say that some of the key elements involved in habit creation are the trigger. Triggers send cues to our brains that it's time to perform a habit. Um, Triggers can begin a chain reaction that results in the completion of the habit. And then we have the sequence. Our bodies are expert problem solvers. And habits are the body's way of lightening the road to our brains, of putting problem solving on autopilot in order to free up room and take in more information and perform more tasks. Habits work in a sequence of sorts that starts with the trigger, getting in the car, which signals a need. I don't want to die then which leads to a habit or response, putting on a seatbelt, then leads to the reward, I feel snugly and safe. Repetition of your new habit will require some mental and physical effort at first, but the scales on the piano that you struggle to remember and execute become second nature after you've played them 300 times. Tying your shoes after decades of doing it takes zero thoughts throughout these days, like driving a car at first that was really fucking hard to do, um, without hitting Without hitting a curb or without making your mom scream or your grandpa scream or someone scream or yourself scream or without wrecking. These are examples of why habits are who you are. Like habits are who you are. If you don't know your habits and you're not aware of your habits, how are you supposed to become a better person? And so I wanted to touch on something briefly too that I believe in and that is that confidence is a frequency. I know that some of my favorite authors have also touched on this, but this is something I like will take to the grave because I believe in it so intensely. Confidence as a frequency is like fueling your body with high quality things, things that vibe at a higher frequency, such as fresh fruits and vegetables, such as like staying clean and hydrated, such as reading, keeping a clean house, responding to loved ones, scheduling doctor appointments to take care of yourself, like meditating. I see all of those as high frequency things. When I'm not doing those things, I can automatically consider myself in a lower frequency, which to me matches a depressed state. When I'm in a depressed state, it's very difficult to take care of myself. Like it, And the hardest thing for me to do is the fucking dishes. So when the dishes start stacking up, that's when I know I'm in a, in a depressed state. Um, when the dishes are stacked, stacking up, that means that I'm not keeping a clean house. Therefore, that's a low vibe habit, a low vibe awareness I have of the mental state that I'm in. And it's not easy to stay in the mindset of confidence as a frequency it's not easy to match the vibe of confidence as a frequency, but it's like you have to I think that you have to take yourself to that level. Like you have to match the 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 frequency of the higher energy. You need to put the healthier food into your body. You need to be more active. You need to communicate with loved ones because when you interact on a higher frequency playing field, I personally believe that you get higher frequency rewards. And this is not about rewards, but um I am ADHD as fuck. So a reward system does kind of keep me going. Like I just, you know, and also speaking of ADHD and depression, like fuck, <laughs> doing things can be, doing anything, doing anything can sometimes be hard. When you're in depressed ADHD states, wait, 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 wait. When you're depressed and ADHD, oh my fucking God. It's like, it's like you can't move. So when you're in depressed, depression and adhd states i think your brain kind of goes into this overwhelm stage where it's like you feel the grief and the sadness and the shame of all the things that you need to do therefore you fucking do nothing and then it starts you know like i've said it starts ruminating in your body and then your body is just like ow like i need i'm even more sad i have no energy i'm fatigued how do you do that you become aware of your habits what are your habits your habits will take you to the person that you want to become. So constantly striving to be someone better is a mindset and it's a way of life. And some people are just born with it. Just being really honest. Some people are just born with it. Others are deeply passionate about it. Confidence as a frequency is a feeling. And some people are not aware of the low feeling state they stay in, the low frequency state that they stay in. Confidence as a frequency is not pressure. It's not like pressure to go to the gym. It's like not pressure to eat good food. It's like not shaming yourself because you've eaten out five days in a row. It's just being aware of the fact that you've eaten out five days in a row. Therefore, your energy might not be at the highest state. I think that you attract higher, better, healthier, and maybe even wealthier things when you're in this state of confidence as a frequency. That means that depression obviously is probably a frequency too. So if new year, new you wants to attract high frequency things, you have to match that energy. You have to take on the action of matching the energy, even when it doesn't feel possible. And how do you do that? You put things on autopilot, like no matter fucking what you are going to have to put some sort of effort in. And then, you know, I know you probably don't want to hear that either because putting in any sort of effort to things that you don't want to do is like, please fucking kill me. I'd rather distract myself for days and days and days and days on end. And guys, we can do that. We can like distract ourselves forever for our entire life. So I need you to wake up. I need you to wake up to your distractions. We got we all have to do this together or we don't. But um the people listening to this podcast, I would hope that you are aware of the things that distract you and are making you not feel good so that we can help you feel better or so that you can feel better or so that I can feel better. I don't know. Like I just hope that you life is short. Let's take care of ourselves. But how do you do these things or match this energy of confidence as a frequency when you're depressed, you take on this mindset of 1% better. At least this is just what I recommend. So I also mentioned this in another episode, but 1% better is actually, my friend says it and introduced it to me, but I totally forgot. It also is in the book, um, Atomic Habits, like I mentioned by James Clear, who is kind of like a king of habit building like let's just be real everyone knows this book it's one of the best books of all time ever i mean so is badass habits all of jen's books are also just fucking incredible they're both incredible i would recommend picking up both of them for similar context but like james's is more scientific where jen's is more lifestyle but james says this thing where he calls a strategy the power of tiny gains and as a depressed person the past week, this is what I did. It is believing that even if you just do 1% better every day, you're doing 1% better. And if that's all you can do that day, that's completely fucking fine. It's fine. You can meet yourself there. In the book, Atomic Habits, James says, in the beginning, there is basically no difference between making a choice that is 1% better or 1% worse. In other words, it won't impact you very much today, Right. But as time goes on, these small improvements can compound and you suddenly find a very big gap between people who make slightly better decisions on a daily basis and those who don't. So here's the punchline. If you get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. This is why small choices don't make much of a difference at the time, but add up over the long term. What are some habits that you can start this week that will make you 1% better? So that when you're depressed, it's only 1% you have to do. And you can do that. You see what I'm saying? It's like, it is mind manipulation. I think a lot of what I'm just talking about forever is mind manipulation. I mean, I'm a Gemini. So this is how we change ourselves for the better. We have to change our thoughts, our words, our beliefs, our habits. So going back to the 21 days um, extravaganza, false narrative, lie, myth, medieval legend, tale, that Sir Maxwell decided to put onto the universe. What is a habit that you can think of that you need to get rid of that will make you 1% better just for the next 21 days? Just to see if you can take it into the new year. Like, do you think that you can, do you think that you can journal every day? Like, do you think that you can give up soda for 21 days? Do you think that you can give up that energy drink that you're obsessed with that's probably not very good for your heart? Do you think you can give up Starbucks for 21 days? I need to stop going to Starbucks. I'm aware. I see everyone fucking calling Starbucks out all the time. I'm probably not going to stop going. I'm just, it's just, see, that's a habit that honestly helps me eat and take care of myself. And it might sound stupid, but I don't care. What's a habit that you can get rid of that will make your daily doodahs 1% better? Let's just go ahead and say you stop um you stop soda. No more soda. So on the days that you're depressed, you can remember, oh my God, wait a second. I'm not drinking soda right now. I'm seven days into not drinking soda. So even if I sit here all goddamn day doing absolutely nothing with my cats, I know that I'm not drinking soda. Therefore I'm being one fucking percent better for the person that I wanna be by the end of the year. Goddamn boom. Boom. Like, do you see? Like I love it. I love it. I love I love what kind of math is this? This is smart girl math. No, this is on. Oh, this is entrepreneur girl math. We're doing entrepreneur girl math. No, we're doing uh, creator math. We're doing entrepreneur. No, honestly, it is fucking entrepreneur math because as entrepreneurs, you have to fucking take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you are your business baby. You, It all goes downhill. So I got to do better habits. I got to do better at things. So I'm going to give up hot Cheetos and I'm going to... Journal every day. Can I do it? I don't know. But the reason why I want to journal every day is because journaling helps me identify me with myself and my thoughts and my words and my beliefs. So when I don't journal, I can, I realize that the things that I believe in can get kind of like twisted and jumbled up in my mind because this ADHD is insane. This ADHD belongs on fucking Texas Motor Speedway, bitch. This ADHD. Oh man, we should talk about ADHD depression for real because even though it did end up being period- ADHD depression is like paralysis. It is analysis paralysis, but in like living form without the projects afoot, even though there are probably 800,000 projects afoot when you're in this ADHD depression state. But um, that's why we go back to these 1% better habits. In this episode, we've kind of talked about like what my 21-day commitment strategy looks like. It looks like committing yourself to something for 21 days before you actually go into the habit. It looks like taking those 21 days to see if you can commit yourself to it and if it's good for your lifestyle or bad for your lifestyle. If it's just going to be a burden to your life or if it's going to actually benefit you and your body. We've also talked about confidence as a frequency. I think this is something that's just like really fucking important to take into the new year. Like it's just something I wanted to share. I know it's a little woo-woo girl, it's a little woo-woo delulu, because we're talking about frequency, but we're not talking about like We're talking about frequency as an energy. Good vibes, man. Like to have good vibes, you can't be eating Funyuns, sitting on the couch, drinking Mountain Dew and texting 800Xs back and then going to Brahms for 4 p.m. dinner. Like we just can't. That's not that's not confidence as a frequency. Or maybe it is for you and you just have low standards. The Last, another thing that we've kind of covered is being 1% better. What is that? Being 1% better is just creating a, a list of tiny gains, tiny itty bitty things that you can do every single day so that you don't do absolutely nothing. And let me just say, if you are someone who has needed a lot of couch days this year, if you're someone who has been relatively depressed this year or tired this year or fatigued this year I see you and I understand that putting energy towards anything is hard but then there's the other side of this where you can go really fucking hard for 21 days and you're a goddamn beast and you're like wow I'm going to take this into my new life and I'm so glad I did it for example me with nicotine for example me with not eating meat I don't know how the two of those like significant like life altering things have actually worked through this 21 day commitment plan, but they have. So, I mean, maybe it's also doing it into the new year that makes it more like aggressive. Maybe it is pressure. Confidence is a frequency is not pressure, but maybe the habits that you need to build and stack and compound are pressure because the habits you have right now are so bad that you are just, you're leveling out in life. You're just going zzz, like you're not going up, 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 up. Something that James also speaks about, and I don't have the book in front of me. I actually have no idea where that book is, but he discusses the importance of compounding habits. And this is something that I learned from his book a couple of years ago when I read it, and something that I've taken with me every day since. And the idea of compounding habits is like. Putting two habits together. So, if you do one thing, you also automatically do the other thing. For me, what I'm going to do and what worked in the past is meditating and journaling. So, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm going to meditate, but I'm also going to immediately apply that new habit that I really want to include in my new life into an already committed routine that I have. Meditating is going to go along with journaling, journaling is going to go along with meditating. They come in a package. You see what I mean? When you do one thing, you are forced to do the other. And that's just a way to kind of like remember to kind of like train yourself to get into to kind of put the effort forward into this new habit. So if you have maybe, let's say, putting the dishes away at night, you put the dishes away at night and also clean off the countertops. You know, make sure you do those two things. And this is we're talking about small habits, like we're talking about changing yourself one small step at a time not all at once because that all at once shit is ego. The people that think that they can just be fucking Hulk in 21 days because of this new habit, good luck. Just good luck to you. I should probably end this, but I just wanted to make a quick episode on habits before we kind of get further into this podcast because this is just an introduction into habits too. Again, pick up the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear and Badass Habits by Jen Censero. And for me, try to figure out what one thing that you want to gain is and one thing you want to lose is. If you don't want to take habits into the new year, if you're not a new year new me bitch, that's fine. I don't know. I just love it. I just love, it's like, it definitely comes with some sort of pressure. Like, I like to, I'm competitive. I like, and I also know that that's not a healthy thing to say either. That's a red flag. I am competitive. I was in competitive sports growing up. So I'm competitive with myself above all and like completing something throughout the entire year is such a slay. It's like you, it, you feel like you go so fucking hard when you're at the end of the year and you did the really easy 1% better thing. I have such a good feeling about 2024. It feels like things are finally starting to get back to like 2016 and thank God. Take us back to 2016. That's all we're asking for. I love you. Confidence is a frequency. You can do one fucking percent better. There's a lot of power in tiny gains. What is your 21-day commitment strategy? Mm -hmm. Tell me. All right. Love you. Bye.